welcome to the Jasmine Star Show. My name is Christina, Jasmine's executive assistant, and we're so grateful you're tuning into the podcast today. Today's episode is a recording from one of Jasmine's Ask Me Anything sessions on her Facebook page. Each week, she goes live as a way to connect with people in real time, offer to help, and give back everything she's learned along the way. In this episode, you'll hear Jasmine answer questions on how to sell without being salesy, the best way to manage time when creating and editing videos, how to provide immense value to your social media audience, what to do if you can't find a way to make your passion profitable, how to incorporate Clubhouse into your social media strategy, and more. Let's dive in. It is our weekly edition of Ask Me Anything. This is an opportunity for you to ask your questions live and pre-asked. So what we're going to do is we're going to get the party started. We take the most upvoted questions and we ask them. So let's go. Basically, how to not be salesy. Vanessa Dooley says, how do engagement not be salesy? In the UK, we are in lockdown number three and it's hard to put out content without selling. I do my why, I make my choices, I'm there for them. I am an early years consultant supporting people who look after their children. Melinda asked, how can you advertise your business on Facebook without making your page look spammy? Okay, so first we need to have like a little bit of a reset. We need to program our thoughts around What is salesy? And I believe that if you have a business, you have to sell. And selling isn't sleazy. Selling is a necessity. Selling is what empowers you to keep your doors open. Selling is what empowers you to stand in your purpose. Sales and being spammy or sleazy do not have to be in the same equation. Now, I get it. That's how maybe you've seen it done. And just the simple fact that you're asking how not to do it keeps you in the right place. I want to remind you to serve your audience instead of selling to your audience. Now, I did not say do this all of the time. I just practice what I preach. Right now, you will not hear me sell to you or try to make a sale. Every week, what I am doing is showing up and serving but I'm serving with the strategy. If I call myself a business strategist and a social media marketing expert, which I do, I don't need to sell you to buy social curator, buy social curator. What I need to do far more is to show you that I am an expert in social media marketing and building a business. I need to serve you and show to you far before I ever ask for the sale. Now, when you serve and when you show up and when you show your expertise, when it does come time to sell, people are like, wow, thank you. Thank you for giving far before you ever sold. So do you need to ask for the sale every day? No. Do you need to serve your audience and show the benefits every day? Yes. Until you serve, 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 it's gonna be very hard for you to get the sales that you want. The thing that you need to focus on is building connection and being consistent. And this is not the thing that people want to hear. But I'm going to keep on saying unpopular sentiments that I know work and that I know get results. So you wanna get sales, serve, build trust, be consistent and create connections. If you have further questions, please feel free to let me know and leave them here in the chat. All right, let's get into our next question, which is focusing on creating and editing videos. Rihanna asked, hey, Jasmine, how do you manage your time when it comes to creating and editing videos? I feel like it's taking up a lot of time. Okay, 
So I have to be very clear and let people know that it was around 2011, 2012 that I started a YouTube channel. And I didn't know anything about video. I simply got a camera and I turned it on. I didn't know lighting, I didn't know editing, and then I got that video and I put it into iMovie, which is like a free editing app on your an Apple computer, and then I learned how to add text and I learned how to do an intro. That's it. Filming and editing the video would be taking me like anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes. And I put out these awful videos on YouTube and then I also put them out on Facebook and they were awful. It was just me talking to a camera. And over the years was able to build a channel of tens of thousands of people. So I'm saying that now to let you know that I spent years editing my own videos. And then two years ago, yeah, it was about two years ago, I decided that I wanted to up-level my video. I was ready to invest. My business could afford it. I wanted my videos to look different. And I had taken everything that I learned for eight years of making my own videos to now talk to a videographer with a lot of clear strategy. So if you are making your own videos and editing them, number one, I feel you did it for years. And then I'm going to encourage you to set your priorities. Priorities meaning, do you value very high edited gorgeous videos? If the answer is yes and you have the budget, well then definitely hire a videographer. If your priorities are, I have to do a lot of things and I just wanna get it done as quickly as possible, then I would say, just get the videos done. Done is better than perfect. There are times where I will put out a video that I made on my iPhone and I'll put it out on Facebook or I'll put it out on YouTube. And that video does outperforms a video that I had created with my videographer. With social media marketing, it's less about it being perfect and more about being right in alignment to what somebody wants to know right there and then. Carla says, is it true that you need 12 comments of at least four words on your Facebook post within a half an hour to get noticed in the algorithm? I'm gonna come out and speak my truth. No! Facebook will never let you know how easy it is for your post to get seen in the algorithm. They're not gonna say you must get 12 comments more than four words within 30 minutes. Because if Facebook came out and said that, then you would have all of these like hacker and fake bots and people trying to rig the system so that they got those comments in 30 minutes more than four words. Having said that though, Carla, if your post did get that, it's a really great sign. It would not hurt you. But Facebook, I think whoever suggested that, I think their intentions were right, but Facebook is not coming out and being like, for you to win, here's the path to success. Facebook is much smarter than that. This helps, but it's definitely not like the go to do this and it's an automatic win. Okay, let's get into another one of our questions. And this comes from Kimberly. This is about providing value to your audience. She says, you consistently show up and provide amazing value to your followers and I want to do the same, but I don't know how to do it. I'm new to having business Facebook, Instagram accounts and I want to use them to help others while also providing for my family. Do you have any tips? Thank you for all you do for us little people. Okay, so number one, I first want to express gratitude for Kimberly's kind words. And then I also want to add a little bit of an addendum or a correction. I say this with all of my heart and all of my sincerity. I do not believe that there is any such thing as small people in the business world. 
Do you know that a small business owner, in American standards, a small business owner is a business owner who makes anywhere from $1,000 to $20 million a year. A small business owner is a business owner who is making less than $20 million a year. So me and you, Kimberly, we're both small business owners. I hope that one day I am a medium size and a large size and an extra, extra double, put some extra sprinkles on that size business. I believe my business will be there. But right now, Kimberly, you and I, we're just the same and we have the same objectives. So if you're saying, Jasmine, I love the content that you're sharing and I want to do the same, but I don't know how, here's the first place for you to start. Number one, get to know your audience. Get to know their struggles, their desires, their lifestyles. And once you know these basics, I'm going to ask you to meet them where they are. Just yesterday, I had the opportunity to go live on Instagram. And on Instagram, which is different than Facebook or any other social platform, people can come on live on camera and ask me a question. And it was this beautiful, beautiful woman who came on and she said, Jasmine, I'm a financial coach. I teach people how to get out of debt. She said, but Jasmine, I'm in debt. I feel embarrassed teaching people how to get out of debt if I'm still in debt. She's like, do you think that I should wait to create content? And I said, heck no, no, because there's too much temptation to tell ourselves stories, to sell ourselves short, to put all these barriers between us and the things that we want to do. We are kings and queens of making it more complicated. I believe that there is nobody better to teach somebody how to get out of debt if they are feeling the weight of being in debt, if they feel extraordinarily overwhelmed, if somebody is in dollars $40,000 of debt and they're looking to people like Susie Orman or like Dave Ramsey. Susie Orman or Dave Ramsey, you look at them and now they're like, hundred millionaires and you look at their life and you look at what they're doing and you're like that's great I want that but like I need somebody to meet me where I am I told her that if I wanted tennis lessons I wouldn't hire Venus or Serena Williams I would want tennis lessons from somebody who's just a couple steps ahead of I am because they know my struggle more than an Olympic champion or a celebrity athlete in the same way, Kimberly, and anybody else who's wondering, what do I share? Why would anybody listen? Is that people will listen. They want to hear from you and by you. But the question is, do you have the courage? Are you willing to stand in front of people and understand that you don't have it all and yet you continue to show up and serve? Because if you know their struggles and their desires, and if you are willing to be authentic and be relatable and be you, there will be people to come out and say, who does she think she is? But at least you will have the ability to connect with somebody who says, thank you for teaching and thank you for speaking and thank you for being you. I don't ever want to say something like people are not going to have an opinion. Yes, they will. I come out on Facebook and I know people have an opinion about what it is that I do. I know that I lose followers every single week as in almost an equal proportion as I gain followers every single week. Why? Because I say something that really annoys somebody or I change my cadence or they don't like something about me. And to that, I say yes and amen. 
And to that I say, I will not be shackled and I won't be held back by somebody else's opinion of me because somebody else's opinion of me doesn't pay my bills. Somebody else can't stop me from empowering people I know who I'm supposed to empower. Somebody else does not control the way that my daughter looks at me. I don't come on Facebook worried about what Susie Pants 8246 is sitting at home being like, how stupid, how dumb, she's so ridiculous. She don't even have enough money to buy a shirt without holes in it. You think I have an opinion about that? No. I have an opinion about my daughter being able to look at her mom sitting in her living room building an empire. Do I have an empire? No. Am I working like I will one day? Yes. I respond to her and I only adhere to people who care about what it is that I do. I speak for my daughter and I speak for anybody else who's willing to be listening to this video about 13 minutes and 30 seconds into it. Okay. Madison, what if I can't figure out a way to make my passion profitable? Let me tell you. Every time any great entrepreneur starts off with an idea, they don't know if it could be profitable. Madison, you are like everybody else. Please refrain from telling yourself a story that just because you don't know how to make your business profitable now doesn't mean that you will never be able to make your business profitable. In 2007, I picked up a camera. I was given a camera by my husband and I wasn't sure if I would be able to create a profitable business as a photographer. Lo and behold, I did. When I decided to create my very first online course, I was like, I don't know if this is gonna be profitable. I'm gonna be paying money to create resources. I don't know if it's profitable. Lo and behold, it was. When my husband and I started Social Curator, it was an idea and I thought, I'm not sure anybody's going to buy it. I'm not sure anybody's gonna, gonna become a user. I'm not sure anybody's going to sign up for the group coaching or the resources. I had no idea what the path to profitability actually would be. Action leads to clarity. Your purpose will lead to profitability once it's in alignment. But you could sit here and pontificate about profitability, but if you're not willing to take the actions and iterate, 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 then you will never know. I can tell you, when we launched Social Curator in July 2017, what this current issue looks like looks nothing like how it did three years ago. I am so happy to say the reason why our business has grown exponentially is because we learned, we iterated. We learned and we iterated. Now, I know that it sounds very fancy for me to say that, oh, iterations are fun. No, it sucked. Every time we had to change direction, every time we had to test something, every time we had to add a new feature, take away a new feature, every time we had a full-on technological meltdown where nobody could access what they paid for, oh yeah, that happened in 2018, I had to issue a letter of apology saying, hey guys, we're so sorry, we're not charging anybody this month for this issue because it's been such a nightmare to get. That was one of the lowest points of my business life. And you wanna know what? True entrepreneurs take a hit and get back up. So Madison, it's not whether or not you have a path to profitability, it's just asking yourself, do you have the gut to stand up after you've been punched? If the answer is yes, honey boo, get to working. Okay, we have a question, uh, Chew, regarding Clubhouse. What do you think about Clubhouse and will you plan to incorporate this app with anything related to social curator? Okay, let's dive right in. For those of you who don't know, you can join me on Clubhouse and you can find me at Jasmine Star. 
Y'all, for people who are not familiar, Clubhouse is a new social platform. It is audio only. So the way that it works is I will go on Clubhouse and I will have a chat. You're going to come on and you're going to hear me speak. Very similar to what we're doing now. But the beauty about it is that it listens like a podcast. And anybody can come on, raise their hand. The vernacular is they're going to raise your hand and you are going to bring them to the clubhouse stage, your clubhouse stage, and they're going to ask a question. I've been hosting these live Q&As. I've only been on clubhouse for a month. I'm absolutely obsessed with it because I can do a clubhouse. Like if I have like an extra 20 minutes in my day, I'm like, I'm popping on a clubhouse. I want to dive right in. I want to listen. I want to serve. I want to offer opinions. So we are currently working on a clubhouse uh, resource. We're going to be calling it Clubhouse 101. It will be free. We're going to be sharing that. But we're also going to be working on resources for social curators around the strategy. So I'm a firm believer. I share everything I know all the time. I'm going to share everything about how to use Clubhouse and how I'm using Clubhouse. But on Social Curator, we talk about the strategies for business owners. And yes, we are coming out with this resource. Prepare your heart. It's going to be good. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jennifer Valdez, when is Social Curator opening for enrollment again? We're not saying, but it's coming soon. If you would like to be on the waitlist, socialcurator.com forward slash waitlist. You will be the first to know and you will get first access and you will get other bonuses that are not eligible for anybody else. So there you go. Anthony Brown, what do you recommend for first time users posting video content? Love you, by the way. Well, Mr. Brown, totally platonic. Love you back. Respect, love and light. What do I recommend for users posting video content? Just post it. And guess what, Anthony? Tell yourself, this could be the worst video I ever put out in my life. And once you say this could be the worst video, then you ask yourself, then what? Like, what happens after I post the worst video of my whole life? And if you're okay with whatever happens as a result of the worst video, you're fine. And guess what? It probably won't be your worst video. I can tell you that the first video I posted on Instagram was not the worst video I ever did. There were worse ones. The first video that I posted on Facebook, on YouTube, the first video I ever pinned on Pinterest, the first video I ever put on Twitter, the first video I ever did on Snapchat, they weren't the worst. You will be proud of the fact that you simply posted the content. I can't wait for you to do that. Okay, uh, let's get into Jordan. How do you get to the point where people want to engage? That's the hardest thing for me. Jordan, let me tell you, engagement is not hard just for you. Engagement is so hard for anybody. At the time of this recording on my Facebook page, I think there's somewhere around 270,000 people who like my Facebook page and there's around 68,000 people who like my YouTube channel. And I don't say that for any other reason than you will see that when I go live on Facebook, there's just a couple hundred people. And then there's people who watch the replay. And I have like 60,000 people who subscribe to my YouTube channel and I'll get around 300 to 800 views on a video. Engagement is hard for everyone. But the thing that I have noticed that when it comes to engagement is if you choose if you raise your hand and act like a tribute, like Katniss Everdeen, I will be the person to go in and say, oh, I volunteer as tribute. I volunteer to be the ad hoc, awful, sometimes this makes me sick days of engagement. I volunteer as tribute because I would rather 
fight lasts tooth and nail for 300 to 500 views on YouTube and less than 4,000 reach on Facebook when the page is as big as it is. Why? It's free. Why? I'm doing something for my business. And why? Because Jordan, I get to fight alongside people like you and Charlotte and Mary and Heather and Anthony and Jennifer and Madison and Blake, all the people who are asking questions right now, hot dang. I get to fight against the gods of awful engagement so that I can sit here and connect with people like this. Come on, come on. So how do you get it when people don't engage? You show up, you show up, you show up, you show up and you change and iterate. You will see me experiment on this page. Some of the posts that I post here, they eat crap. They just do. Some of the videos I post on YouTube, they eat crap. They just do. But here's the thing. I don't look at one as an isolated event. I use them all as learning experiences. What to do more of, what to do less of. Okay. Mary asked, imposter syndrome. How do you approach it? So let's get everybody on the same page. Imposter syndrome is the ideas or thoughts that you tell yourself to disqualify yourself from doing the thing you want to do. Imposter syndrome looks a lot like asking yourself questions, who am I to be doing this? Why would anybody listen? Somebody else has said this before. Somebody is richer, thinner, smarter, more connected, whatever, fill in the blank. Somebody else is more, therefore I am less, therefore I will not. And I have to tell you that imposter syndrome plagues every business owner to some degree. I have to tell you that every morning I could choose to say, I am not enough, somebody does it better, I am too far behind, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough resources, I'm a daughter of an immigrant, I can choose to say that. Or it takes me just as much energy, it takes me just as much gumption for me to choose to say, if I don't know, I'm going to figure it out. I am doing the best I can. Look how far I've come. My greatest liabilities could be my greatest assets if I choose to look at them that way. Imposter syndrome is a freaking choice. Imposter syndrome is poison that you choose to drink every single day. Why? Because it keeps you small. It keeps you unnoticed and it keeps you safe. My question to you is, do you want to drink the tonic poison that is imposter syndrome? I am not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm too slow. I'm too stupid. I'm too black. I'm too white. I'm too Asian. I'm too female. I'm too dumb. I'm too poor. My nose is too big. My waist is too thick. My ankles ain't ankles. They cankles. You want to drink that every day? Go right ahead. But no, it's a choice. Today, I choose to believe I am trying the best I can. I am serving the best way I can. I am maximizing my time. I am not wasting my time on pointless things like video games and Netflix and reality television that I'm using every minute I possibly can to care for the people I care for, to use my time wisely, and to hustle like my life depends on it. That is a decision. All I am asking Mary and anybody else is to make the decision that today you say I am enough, 
I am doing enough and I'm trying the best I can. Friends, what more could you ever expect from yourself other than that? So my question to you is, will you choose to remain positive and speak to yourself kindly? Yes or no? The greatest gift that you can give yourself as a business owner is to believe in yourself when nobody else will. Is to speak kindly to yourself when everybody else is being negative and doubtful and instilling fear. The kindest thing that you can do for yourself is to care about one to two people who care about your business, show up for them and serve them well. I know that there's more than one or two people who are watching this live, but I'm also not foolish enough to believe that everybody here is happy for me or clapping me up or saying nice things about me. I might believe that an equal proportion of the people who are here supporting me, there are equal proportion of people who are like, mm-hmm. and you want to know what I'm saying? I choose positivity. I choose to serve and I choose to say that I'm doing the best I can with what I have. That is exactly what I want for y'all today. Happy freaking day. I love y'all. I come on. I have these live chats. I make these videos for you, by you. A special shout out to our social curator team member, Paige. She helped me with this presentation today. She's in the chat responding to questions. Paige, I love you, kid. You're the best. All right, friends. Have a good one. There you have it. Jasmine was on fire during this Q&A, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you enjoyed this episode of The Jasmine Star Show, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast from wherever you're tuning in from today. I know you hear us say that all the time, but ratings, reviews, and subscriptions really do make a difference. They help The Jasmine Star Show impact the lives of even more business owners, and that friend is our mission here at Social Curator. So if you have a free moment and this show has ever provided you with value, please take a moment to leave a review and subscribe so you never miss a future jam-packed episode. Well, that's all I have for you today. I can't wait for you to hear the next episode, a day-in-the-life episode dedicated to Jasmine's sweet baby, Luna Soul, and her journey to motherhood. You don't want to miss it. See you next time.